Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the final episode of season one of Mindhunter, episode 10, written story by Joe Penhall, teleplay by Joe Penhall and Jennifer Haley, directed once again by David Fincher. And I gave this episode a 9.8 out of 10. Holden, 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 it is all coming down. They say pride cometh before the fall and man did he fall. The fact that they had him walking around this episode with his balls just uh, giant sized and his capacity to read serial killers uh, <laughs> made it ever more um, poignant the, the fall that he literally had at the end of this episode. So before we do jump into it, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, if you could jump down to the review section, drop a few stars, leave a few comments. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send any feedback for our season two or any of the other shows that we are doing, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. So we see a mailman coming in and he drops some mail on Holden's desk and I could not screenshot that for my life to see where it was from I didn't have to wait long when Holden came in picked it up and realized that it's and we realized it's from Ed Kemper who has been desperately in the last few months trying to get a a, get a hold of his best friend hello is it me you're looking for he he uh not hid he um he hangs he hangs them up or tapes them up in bill's office out of all offices and bill's like what if you know opr comes down here they won't relax don't you building it's a call regarding devier it's bad news he came in and he passed the polygraph which tench warned him was a bad idea because a he's gonna think that he's invincible after that and b it depends on the type of questions that you're asking otherwise it can be unreliable so holden says why don't we go down there and speak with him or see if he will agree to speak with the fbi voluntarily which he does agree to do ford i love this scene as they're getting on the plane he comes there he's it's a a reversal of where we started right it was always bill leading and now it's the young guy's opportunity to step up because he can handle and understands this a lot better and he's the one calling all the shots but he understands why he's making those particular calls you know bring me some evidence go get me a a stick so that and rub it in dirt so he we can create a visceral memory in him to get him to reveal something to us kind of the same tactic they used with uh richard speck that although is controversial at this time uh it is also effective like how do you expect to talk to them uh uh, get them to open up if you can't go down to their level and he's not completely wrong but all of which 
what he was creating may have had the same effect if he didn't cut off because i'm thinking he only really turned after they got him to kind of admit well i guess you needed to but i still feel as if holden went too far like he doesn't know when to dial it back he goes all the way in the muck when you really need to you know maybe have one foot in one foot out so you can if this tape is going to be admissible in court be able the jury be able to differentiate between the 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 fbi agent and the the criminal right it's like if you're using coercion in some time like that's it's it's a close thing that he's playing at and because it's new it's automatically adversely looked at it has some merits but it still needs to be tampered in some level of professionalism that four does not seem to have but he does have he's on the right track as far as the ideas they make him wait for six hours they get him nervous um they get him to start thinking he can beat this they they put him in the right mind frame for this particular interview they come in they introduce themselves i did laugh when they kept poking their heads out it's like can you just not uh or find uh, somewhere where you can look where it's not gonna you're not gonna be easily spotted i don't know like the other well they already didn't take him into the interrogation room i guess but they they come they introduce themselves they bring them into the room and i really loved about the way he interviewed them they start with oh you know this is just a casual thing but we really need to know what's going on we really got to solve this they start talking about him they show him they got this big stack they're showing the authority that they have the power that they have which will you know make him more afraid or at least nervous he starts to bring up the fact that he wants his girlfriend to have a bald cooch uh, back in the day very risque conversation and this kind of brings in the idea or the fact because they know that he t- tried to take her to a lover's lane he may have thought this this girl that didn't look her age was older so they play on that he says how did you know he was guilty and i think did that come to the fact that he covered her face or something to that effect i'm not sure i don't recall but yeah uh i think talking about the baldness of one's cooch is not gonna quite get you to the i guess ah i don't know i'm a female though (laughs) and it did get him to say you know that's what i thought you know so you are establishing that you had a thought pattern when you were talking about or thinking about this girl that you swear that you never even saw one minute now all of a sudden you had the i get where he was going i just didn't know if he needed to be that visceral with it and then the the i love the reaction from the two deputies and the sheriff what the heck is going on around here they was like we need a break we need a break uh homeboy did not need a break wr was like we can talk about this all day long uh he asked if Hold, uh, not holding bill is okay with this he's like do you think this works in theory unfortunately i've seen it happen enough time because he says we need a shoe like in jerry bruto's case 
to get him to open up so while i may not love the process it does seem to be an effective one but i still have concerns so they go back in eventually when he reveals the rock i love how he went in for for the screw you know and that guilt's overwhelming him and he's thinking about what he already admitted to holden's already close to him already in his head and he completely gets him to admit to the fact that he murdered her he also learned from his previous mistake of when to stop the fucking tape and when to continue the fucking tape (laughs) then we're out then when they are out by the bar in the bar i can't with words today the the police are celebrating with them and holden has been drinking a little too much because not only are is he talking about how this should be taught everywhere he's also talking about how he's friends friends with ed kemper how he writes to him you can see bill saying stop it stop it stop it but he can't help but brag and he's like well what are these people like he talks about all the people they're gonna soon talk to we're gonna get manson we're gonna get everybody on the list and he says they're fucking crazy people (laughs) and unfortunately when he gets back home this information has been printed in the paper and now him boasting is all over the press and he is not very concerned about it he's like oh nothing is in here that's too bad car is not happy wendy i guess all we got from her this season was the fact that she likes feeding cats and she's not so open about her sexuality she also is against the death penalty penalty and would like to go to a death penalty state uh being georgia because she thinks that using their information to seek the death penalty for devier is going to be a bad reflection on what they're trying to do they're meant to be objective and i hear her point and i am not a huge supporter of the death penalty in case you want to know my my stance on it however when it comes to children kill him do it shoot him it's not maybe right but it's how i feel (laughs) and this person and i was all about because basically they're telling her you're not going to be able to change their mind she's of the opinion that she can she goes in there talks to this woman ford says let me lead she doesn't want him to so she basically tells the district attorney can you not seek the death penalty for devier because we need to preserve what we're trying to do and her response was appropriate then tell your people not to open their mouth to the fucking press otherwise it's my position to prosecute someone to the full extent of the law if that is what we feel is necessary and the rape and murder of a little child fits that bill and then when she was talking about it's one thing when you could be moralistic but when it basically when it happens to you and you are in the visceral mess of it it's it's an idea until that idea is pushed uh into reality and i thought that was a fair point the one thing i do love about this show is that they do give a fair a fair argument to both sides and then they don't make up 
their mind for you they just present the opposing arguments and you saw wendy with this death death penalty opposing argument but she's not in it i got i think that's a revenge basically for people <laughs> there's the, the you know they're in prison for the rest of their lives they're gonna suffer you know they're gonna be used for pretty much slave labor for the rest of their life don't you think that is punishment enough and some might agree but if that's your baby laying on the ground right there it's hard to say ideally yeah i want to understand that you know that's why eye for an eye is in the damn bibles because people have a visceral need for justice that matches the crime for right and wrong he stares at wendy because uh, bill had to go with or bill told holding to go with her and he asked her on the elevator what did you expect and she set a conversation to be reasonable and say no (laughs) and you're in the south you need to know the difference between the north and the south uh ford then goes uh to debbie's home she's on the porch they had had a conversation earlier in the store where he was talking about how he got to the criminal she's asking him a lot of questions he's like why can't you just listen to me she's like this is all we do in our relationship you talk i listen he says no i talk you break down everything that i'm saying and put me in a negative light and i would like you to just be my girlfriend for once and just listen and not speak just shut up then they get in the car and he's staring at an old man i didn't know what that was about but he's becoming paranoid and then on this particular occasion she's got one glass of wine she offers it to him and then he analyzes the situation which ends in we're breaking up my first love broke my heart for the first time and i was like While I know he is probably very, very hurt by this, knowing Holden, the way in which he just walked off, it was like, let's just not uh, string this out. But she was also a bitch. But also, he should have also known. <laughs> that was a lot of also. <laughs> I feel as if it's been apparent. And then she felt bad, right? Like, I want, she wants to end it in some capacity, but has been dragging it out and i think he senses that or he should have if he wasn't in his own world and i didn't like them together anyway (laughs) i don't know something about everything debbie did was just irritating and it wasn't anything against her it's just like she's got these ideas this is not the person for you and see i don't like women that are with a man that's not the right one for them and just want to sit there and correct and try to change them into what their idea is versus just accepting them for who they are or not he then goes back to the office the next day and he receives a call from kemper's doctor first he's like given code names to, <laughs> to speak to the doctor and he's like yeah you're listed as next to ken what 
I know that they didn't say next of kin, but it's the equivalent of. And he's like, yeah, he tried to kill himself. So he's in the hospital. He's like, uh, call me back with an update because he realizes that the big boss, Shepard, comes in and requests Carr and Bill tells them that someone sent the opr tape i don't know how fucking homeboy was sitting in the fucking doorway looking guilty as shit and bill had the audacity to say is this you look to the side look at that person right there that has it written all over his face i just don't know what went wrong shepherd tells them we all have to come clean now bill accuses wendy she's like fuck you once again nobody thought to to question the one person in this room that's already ran off greg you fucking snitch (laughs) was i defending greg last episode uh they go into their interviews and it is holden who goes in last he's not trying to hear it he's already just his heart's been ran over he's emotionally in a fragile place he just doesn't realize it especially with the interview and this and and on he's becoming a little too caught up with serial killers (laughs) he's getting too close to them and they question him about the fact that he sort of kind of withheld evidence they tell him it's a terrible thing and that's what he they're getting at because he brings up the fact that okay it's cool to talk shop talk when we're not being recorded but when we're being recorded we're acting like that's not how we speak and they pointed out to him that's not the point the point is that you tried to withhold evidence which is a very serious crime so uh (laughs) you need to understand that you're gonna be accountable for that and holden's like this is bullshit everything's bullshit i'm not fucking dealing with you and walks out the room even though they tell him if you do it's not good for you plus he didn't like that they told him that bill said that he's a little unstable and doesn't think that you know he doesn't he's not reacting the way in which someone would be reacting to the things in which he is putting himself in and pretending otherwise and you can tell like even after the accident now that i have some perspective about holden that that's what he does he withholds his emotions until they pull over and it does once he goes to the the hospital and visits Kemper. Kemper is like, you came. <laughs> He's like, well, clearly you wanted me to be here. Kemper is upset because he read in the, in the paper that he's been using his name as the basis for their research and that he's making it seem as if they're close friends when actually you're just calling me a sadistic fuck behind my back and while i understand and so because he's like just talk to me like shop talk he's like you know i can't talk to you like that yeah you can (laughs) he's like i still have more information to add he wants to be relevant he wants a friendship he felt a connection a connection that holden adding in all those fucking personal details about himself builds with these people except he's building this camadre with serial killers which is why you need to have a little bit of that anti-personal relationship uh that barrier between them right and so you see kemper is calculated he's watching the nurses and he knows that they're about to leave him alone 
while holden is barely paying attention to him first he's giving him answers but then he's kind of like i can't answer that uh we could do this together he's like oh i don't know about that (laughs) and then the next thing you know that motherfucker giant motherfucker is standing right in front of you and there is no one that can help you and he's telling you there's no one that can help you right now i could kill you and do anything that i wanted to with you and there's not even a button you can push then he further explains that the girls that i killed i wanted with with me forever and they're my spirit wives and if i kill you you could be with me forever too so then he approaches him and he asks why are you here and holden says i don't know and he's like finally some honesty and gives him a hug and that motherfucker fled in absolute terror before collapsing in the hallway and thinking he's about to die which is or are the telltale signs of a panic attack and uh i felt bad for him i did because it was bound to happen and it did in the worst possible way that it could proving everyone that was telling him is correct (laughs) the people that are closest we end the episode in kansas with my favorite dennis the menace not my real favorite but dennis the menace he is burning drawings of women being tied up and apparently tortured in his backyard and ain't nobody looking out like what the fuck he doing i got my eyes on you i know there's got to be one 90 year old grandma somewhere asking all of the questions and he looked like he's a creep he just does my child always be screaming in her room I'm like damn you're a whole ass room away and i'm still hearing you anyhow that is where we're gonna leave this episode if you want to send feedback on our season two blackocouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well again remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and black girl magic